Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a – we're good? Didn't sound like it. Sounds odd to me. Well, it had odd little, to... we had a little hiccup in the system because you... we do that every day at 1 o'clock, I feel like. They send us some spike on the internet. Did it sound odd to you? Yes. Does it I sound normal sure. now? Yes. Now it seems normal. Yeah, it did it. And we're back. And we're back. Yes. So is this team. So is and this team. And everybody got a look. It's good to see. Uh, good to see everybody out there. Uh, slinging it around, doing some ball plays, some guys talking, coach talking. We'll have all of it for you. Uh, this is the second OTA, the first that was wide open uh, for the media to get a look at things, and there was a lot to like. There's just uh, – and we're going to hear the word aura be said later on. Greg Newsom is going to say that about, about Deshaun Watson. There's an aura around him as a leader. There's an aura around this team. It just feels – the way that I would describe it is that everything feels easy. The way Deshaun Watson throws the football feels easy. The way that Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell are running their routes and catching the ball seems very easy. Obviously, the running backs, you don't see a lot of that in the OTAs, but Kareem Hunt running routes, they had a great angle route, which was unbelievable. Uh, it just looked easy. And then to flip it around, because really the highlights of this period, like the only intense portions or semi-intense are seven-on-seven. Seven. So it's, it's the passing game. You flip it around. This back seven is fast. Mm-hmm. They are long. They are athletic. And they make it look very easy as well. And so it's a team right now that in the early stages is hitting the ground running, which is very complimentary of obviously Deshaun Watson, his quickness to pick up this offense, the things that they're doing there. And same with Amari Cooper, who stands out every single day. And then on defensively, it's that you got guys who have been playing together now for a couple of years. And it just looks good. They look good. And mm-hmm. they look like they very much enjoy each other. They look very unified. They look on the same page. There are not a lot of mental mistakes. There were two that I can think of, and those people were jettisoned right out right away. Um, but it just looked easy. Things look I think when you come when people come out here to training camp and you get more coverage, obviously the mandatory mini camp that, that's coming up in the middle of June. That's what I would say about this team. This looks like a team where things look easy. That's not to say they're not working to make it look easy. That's not to say there's not a lot of great competition, and I'll go through people who you may not be that familiar with that have been standing out to me on both sides of the football uh, in the last two days. But it just feels like there is a a calm, there is a purpose. And like I said, Jadevin Clowney was out there today. I talked to him. We're going to have that interview for you on the – Hey, Peepaw. Doing a lot of work. Uh, I teed you up right there because those of you Oh, no, I heard it. I just wanted it to come out of your pie hole. No, you, I don't, no, I don't no, think you did. That's a good attempt but good to cover it. Don't you dare Excellent. tell me that, that the first interview that airs with Jadavian Clowney is going to air on the Ibs Boys production. That's the fact of this. That's how this is happening. Maybe. <laughs> ah, okay. At what point is that show? I mean, so 
for example, like let's just pretend that that I did something else in addition to this show. I did another show. Um, was and, one and let's in the market. No big deal. You said it. Can't spike itself. I appreciate you. You're doing welcome. It. So let's just say that that happens. Okay. Um, I would be the star of that show. And so my fact, name would be are. on the show and it would be potentially uh, the Bo Bishop show, the the Bishop and guests, Bishop and friends, perhaps. Perhaps. Even, perhaps By the way, nice that. ring to that one. Nice ring to it. So then you say to yourself, maybe it's time to, instead of it being the best podcast available, that the show is Zagura and Friends. Because it feels to me like, is there a show without you? I, again... I don't dispute the numbers. I like where you're going with this. Where I thought you were going with this was you're going to get, you know, Ryan Day is going to join your program in this other market that, that yeah, you do it in this here. This imaginary and then market you situation. Had like Bishop and Friends, number one rated the flagship yeah, the enterprise. Yeah. You're the star of it. But then you're going to have like the first interview you've ever done with Ryan Day on Bishop and Friends happen on the Friends podcast. The Friends podcast. It's separate. Separate. Take the two kids that are the friends, yeah, yeah. and then they can talk to Ryan Day. Yeah. yeah. But, then, but then you'll come in and do the then interview. Then I would come in and do the interview on and theirs. And actually on there, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. There's two ways to – both of those yarns work. Yeah, they're great. I think, by the way, both work. Uh, we're going to get it well, here hey, on Browns Daily. Don't worry. Look, it's the Nathan Zagura show you get your on the Cleveland Browns Daily Brown. You get your marching orders. No, that's right. And the pivot from yours truly is – To get me to do them. To get him to so, do it. Bravo because to Because then I could dual purpose it. Yeah. You'll get it. Oh, on, I understand how the hot dog is made. The sausage. Rest assured. Yes. There's I no understand doubt that you it. Do. Yeah. But what the good part about it is, is that I did talk to him. Me. Yeah, you. And thus. Will we air it on this show? Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But what I can well, hopefully while it's still timely. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. He's exasperated. What I'm going to do right now. But you had ice cream last night. I saw I'm that so morning, happy. What a which win! I was for so you. happy about God, this morning. Great, when great I saw videography it. as well. Yeah, we were literally driving to my brother-in-law's house, and I flagged the dude down. I literally jumped <laughs> out the street. Did. I was like, "I need you to come over here so I can of get course. a video." He's like, "You're videoing my truck." I'm like, "Yes, of course, of course." <laughs> yes, he did. I, uh, yes. I bet he was surprised. And he was probably nervous but, about oh it. Oh my god! Please don't about take it. me. But I just want you to know, by the time we had finished ordering, because we bought my brother-in-law's family ice cream yeah like there were four other adults in line there were no kids it's a pretty Nothing good adults uh it's a pretty good margin when you start seeing what you can buy that for at costco and then what you sell it for on an individual price basis yes it's a nice margin out of the ice cream truck um so that that was i did see that this morning uh, i was off social last night but i did see it this morning and um and and that was a that was a welcome smile to see gibby so proud oh so pleased and yeah. it brought a lot of joy to some people some people thought that the footage actually backed up my initial position on the matter but that's neither here nor there it did feel like and i do think it's important for you and i that and we don't lose many of these it does feel like you are losing this one in the court of public in the court of public opinion no in there's most no instances i feel like it's an overwhelming victory for us yeah. in this instance i do feel like we're taking I, it a little on the chin i also feel like though that we are being our position is being mischaracterized we are not a against ice cream trucks i'm just saying the notion of it and the idea, the idea of it is just a little weird that's it's a all. little weird that's yeah, all i think in retrospect you probably have that right i think you can agree with that and still love yeah the ice cream truck i don't think yeah. they're mutually exclusive no i don't think so either and the draw of them is is stunning uh my oldest had his last lacrosse practice last night they brought a kona truck at the end oh yeah you couldn't get the kids to leave the thing they, they wouldn't leave like i'm like all right, practice has been over for a long Let's go. Yep. Move it along. Grab your stuff. Let's go. So, 
that all being said, back to the original point, which was that I did talk to Jadavion yeah. Clowney today. And so I will share with you a couple of things that jumped out. Oh, to me a paraphrase, if you will. Yes, that's right. Number one. This is where he always wanted to be. It was just a matter of the timing of him coming back. This is what he wanted to do. This is where he wanted to be. Miles wanted him back. He wanted him back. And the second was that the second that Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns, he texted Deshaun Watson and said, you've got another one coming with you. So if you want to go ahead and do some of the timing on that and map that out for yourself, as we said many times on this program, every day that goes by that he didn't sign somewhere else made it more likely he'd be That's right. Brown. That's really, right. the key takeaway was there. He was always going to be a Cleveland Brown. That's and, right. And now he is, and he was back out there at practice and had a great time around the guys. But I like what Coach said about it, too. Like, not only is he an incredibly productive football player, um, but he's really loved in the building. Like yes. the, the team loves him. So yes. there's that part of it, too. There is a, a magnetism to him um, that's very real and very tangible. And it's amazing how, you know, just going into just his second year here, the type of impact he's had inside the building. There's no doubt, yep. and I think that that's something that he's he's enjoying the familiarity, uh, likes the scheme, likes being back. And then I asked him, you know, what's what's the goal? Two words. Second one rhymes with goal. Yeah, I figured it might. Super Bowl. That's right. Super Bowl. <clears throat> and I think that's when you when you think about um, when you think about what's what's trying to be done here. Understand that that's that's what's trying to be done. And that this is a, a football team that has been put together, um, you know, really with two separate regimes, a couple of coaching staffs, but now very clearly in one vision, all rowing in the same direction with one ideal on what football can be at the, played at the highest level and what it looks like. And Watson, the, the defensive pieces signed last offseason, and now you couple Deshaun Watson being a part of this football team, you now have an ability to beat people in a lot of different ways. And you can be dynamic both offensively and defensively. You are going to be a defense that nobody's really going to have a whole lot of interest in playing in, a playmaking defense. This is a play – they're game wreckers on this defense. And now you've added number four on offense. And just some of the stuff I saw this morning, just the stuff going around on social with – Nick and, and Kareem both in the backfield, faking to them both, rolling out, hitting Cooper. You're like, well, yeah, there's a lot going right. on here. That's something that we couldn't have done in previous years. No, we've got an RPO game. The thing that I think might is going to jump out, I'm curious to see if anybody else who was watching today's practice has this take. Here's a, here's a take for you. The middle of the field is back. We did not utilize the middle of the field no. in the passing game. Which was so strange because Baker did early in his career, but it, sure. but it went away. I mean, you think about those that first drive against the Jets – Early that yeah, year, his darts. rookie, it was all darts over the middle, and then it, it went away. We ignored it. And today, there was a ton of action in the middle of the field. Deshaun Watson, obviously, not afraid to target the middle of the field, and he's incredibly accurate, and, and there was success there. There are also a lot of good plays by this defense, and, and sometimes they pull up on a play that they would, you know, they'll say, we would have gotten our hands on the ball there. But flipping it around, this back seven, right now they're going, they're starting with Greedy. They're starting with Denzel on the outside and Greg Newsom on the inside. Now, for the first time that I've ever seen, you know who else got some work inside? Denzel Ward. Mm -hmm. Denzel Ward was working inside uh, sometimes with the second team, and you would have <coughs> Denzel inside, and then you could have Greedy or Greg outside, or MJ Emerson was outside, AJ Green. Um, those were the th people that were working outside, and then Zell would then go inside. So he's getting some slot reps as well. 
Well, I think that makes season. a lot of sense because you think about how the NFL has evolved. I mean, look where Cooper Cup did a lot of his work. Of course, all in the slot. It's all in the slot. So there's a so you want to have your best on best when you can, and this is perhaps showing a little tip that maybe we could be heading that way Weak. more. Potentially. And by the way, I think Greg Newsom is a stud. I'm just going to come out and say that right now. I think Greg Newsom looks great out there. I think he is, he is, he and Denzel have an opportunity to be not one of, but the best tandem in the league. I think that highly of Greg Newsom. I definitely think that highly of Denzel Ward already. The speed now at linebacker with a Wusu Koromoa and a healthy Jacob Phillips along with Anthony Walker stands out. Delpit looks great like a veteran. John Johnson's looking good. You got Ronnie back. Rich LeCount is taking some steps. It's just there's speed and length everywhere on this defense. And now you've got the guys up front now that you've got Clowney back along with, of course, Miles. Uh, you got some opportunities for guys in the interior of this defensive line. Uh, and Clowney, as noted to me in the interview, is already a big fan of and, and is trying to mentor early on Perrion Winfrey. He already's like, I already like this guy. <laughs> I, got this I think guy. he's going to be, yeah. I think he could do big things for our defense. So he's trying to take him under his wing, which I think is a good thing. I enjoyed being out there. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I enjoyed man. It. Look, I liked watching it. I, I like yeah. this team. I like the demeanor of the team. We've been a team in the past that, and, and it works, right? And it's a very Cleveland thing that has had a big chip on its shoulder. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's had, that felt like it had something to prove. Yeah. This feels like a team that is confident in its strengths and is going to work to make sure that they are able to maximize those gifts because the gifts are aplenty out there. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we've been, uh, you know, one of the things that we revel in is this, you know, this plucky little underdog, blue collar, all this thing. Uh, this, this is a from, a, from a talent standpoint, this team is a supernova and from in terms of the way people view us, it's not going to be very favorably, and I think we'll we'll thrive in that as well. Totally. And I think that th this team will be fine with it, and obviously the organization is going forward, and I think that's a role that that you'll be more than fine in as this thing goes along and and you get into it. But it is it is a stunning difference just seeing what Watson does. He's just he is what you thought he was. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Um, his he's so dangerous. He has so many weapons about him. He's so confident. It doesn't feel – it feels like everything that he does is pretty damn effortless. And and it seems like in years past even – and this isn't necessarily just limiting it to just Baker, but in years past there was – we labored to do the some of the simple things. And that doesn't feel like no. the case anymore. There's a very ease of going about your business that yes. you see out there. So yes. it's – look, it's second day of OT. And they're in right. We're in shorts. We're in shorts. This we're isn't jumping around. It's just, but it's fun. I'm well aware. Yeah. But I will – I believe that when we play the audio today, there are two things that jump out to anybody that is around. Number one, that this group has rallied around their leader, that this group loves Deshaun Watson. They love his leadership. They love his style. They love his vibe. And, it, you know, as Clowney told me, he's not going to say a whole lot. When he does, it matters. But he can. he is going to lead by example, and he is going to do the things that make people want to follow him in terms of his skill mm -hmm. and his production and his just the style about the way he handles his business. So I think that's one thing in the second I said the ease of it all. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look hard. Mm -mm. It doesn't look like we're working and grinding for every little inch. It looks easy and that is a departure for this organization and and you know there are times when we've been clicking people say oh yeah, second half of 2020 of 2020, no doubt were we clicking. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes we've had drives where it looked easy. But I'm talking about just the body requirements, the, the torque it takes to just throw the football, everything about it. And you know, I think you'll hear some of the guys, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the guys say that in their things today because when I've talked to the players, that's one of the things that has jumped out. It just every, He throws the ball so eff, it's effortless. Everything yeah, is easy. Slick. Just a flick of the wrist, and it's very accurate. And I think, look, we don't know what the case is going to be ultimately in terms of how many games Deshaun Watson is going to play. When he does, we are going to be very, very good. We have a great defense. And, and like Clowney said, they're back here with a goal, and that goal is as high as it gets in this profession, which should be every team's goal. But it feels realistic. So one thing, yeah, that's the difference. It's the one thing to think, and it's another thing to say, yeah, you got the horses to pull it off. Yes. And you've got the horses here to pull it yes. off. Um, the man in charge of all of that, captaining the ship, is Kevin Stefanski. You'll hear from him coming up next. We're off and running here on a first Friday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. We're back in Bo here for my friends at Indy East 4th. Very excited to be part of the great story that is the East 4th Street. And Indy has that big announcement. The Cleveland Rooftop Bar, located directly above Indy, is now open and just in time for summer. This weekend, Memorial Day, you're downtown. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. They're serving up beer, wine, cocktails, light snack menu. They open at 3 o'clock on weekdays, noon on weekends, weather permitting, and brought to you by the owners of Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Avo Modern Mexican, the Cleveland Rooftop Bar, above Indy East Fourth, the perfect place to celebrate downtown this summer. It's going to be a happening man, to say the least. Here's your head coach, Kevin Stefanski, at the podium after today's OTA. Um, OTA number two, uh, some really good moments for offense, defense, special teams, a ton to clean up, as you would expect when you're in OTA two. So we're going slow. We're building the foundation uh, as we have to do it. We got to take our time. Uh, but the guys are getting great reps. And it's just, it's great to have these moments. OTAs, you can make great strides. Uh, so just great to have this many guys here and, and working together. Um, so really was a good day. Also, it's great, you know, with COVID non-restrictions, if you will, to have the military out here today. And uh, so we can celebrate them. We have a bunch of people who uh, grew up in military families, uh, you know, obviously Coach Prefer being a Navy man. So any opportunity we get to celebrate them, uh, we're going to do that. Yesterday, we had athletes from the Special Olympics out here. So it's great to see them. And then tomorrow, we're going to invite some local high school coaches out here. So using these opportunities to highlight people in our community, which is really important. Uh, but again, really good day. Uh, and I'll take any questions that you guys have. Seem like you're missing Miles and Batonio today. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of filed under this is voluntary uh, you know we've never intimated that it's anything but voluntary so the guys that are here obviously get good work out here with the coaches but that's how we'll operate how is Deshaun looking and uh, does it seem like maybe those guys getting together a little bit did they get a little jump do you feel like uh, it's looking pretty decent so far yeah Deshaun had a, another good day I thought it was really sharp yesterday as well uh, I think all of that work Mary Kay matters. I think the work that they do in this building together, the work they do outside the building, it, it all adds up. It's, it's, you've heard me say it before, it's added reps. Uh, so he's doing a nice job. Kevin, if you've been your career with the Vikings, was there ever a time you had to incorporate three new quarterbacks into a team in the same uh, offseason? What challenges does that pose you and your quarterback staff? I don't recall, Tony. I'm sure I'm thinking back to when we got Kirk 
Cousins and I think Trevor Simeon was new. So at least two new guys uh, to that year. Uh, I think it's it's all good work. I think all this work that we're getting out here, we're starting at, at the very basics of what we're doing. So the, the work we're getting done in that classroom is so important. And to teach three guys on the field, and, and we're getting really good questions from all three of those guys because it's new. So I think it's a benefit to have an off season as we have it where we can go slow, we can we don't have to rush our installation. We can use up all these OTA days, all, all this mini camp, uh, to make sure that we have a a true teaching progression to how we do things. Kevin, does Deshaun need to shake Russ from not playing for a year? Do you think he's already? I think it's a good question. Uh, I think he's doing that. Uh, I think anytime you're practicing, you're doing that. But certainly, game speed and those type of things that, that's something that will come in preseason games. Uh, but I definitely think it's. Uh, for all these guys, they're shaking off an element of rust just from uh, that break. Kevin, how, how do you think he's handled what could be a pretty extreme distraction? Yeah, I, I think Deshaun, like all of our guys, uh, are professionals. And when they're here, we have a job to do. Uh, and, and we try very hard to you know, block out and leave, leave outside, outside, and, and make sure that we're focusing on the day-to-day -day tasks at hand when it comes to football. Last night's HBO show really personalized things on many levels for, for a lot of people. Did you watch it? I didn't. Why, why didn't you? I, I read about it. Um, you know, I, I would tell you, Tom, I'm, uh, we did a lot of work on that. Uh, and, and as we've talked about, we've done a lot of work uh, on Deshaun the person. And, and there's legal proceedings ongoing. There's an investigation ongoing. So I won't comment much further uh, than that. But uh, we understand uh with respect to that, it's something that we're going to be dealing with uh, as these proceedings go on. Kevin, you have, you have to line up someone for your first team drills every position. How much can, uh, by the time you get to training camp, can that change from what we saw today? I would say quite a bit because we're trying different things in these OTAs. This is the time to move guys around, try different uh, positions for them, uh, things that they maybe haven't done in the past. So. This is really a trial uh, in a lot of ways, Tony. So I would say a lot can change. Can you talk about getting Jadavian back and having him out here and just kind of what that could give to the defense? Yeah, great to have uh, JD back. Uh, he's a very active player, was very productive for us last season. He's very popular in this building. So having him in the meeting room and having him around the building, you felt his energy and the guys were excited that he was here. Kevin, uh, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. How would you talk about uh, Ray, the progress he made last year, and what does he have to do uh, this year to take another step? Yeah, I think what you've seen from Donovan uh, going into year three, I think he does continue to, t to take strides, take strides uh, with regards to his body, uh, very good understanding of, of our uh, scheme and, and our system, so we're moving him around the formation quite a bit. Uh, so I think it's just more rhythming up with uh, Deshaun, rhythming up with Jacoby, and Josh and, and understand uh, a little bit of how we're installing and adjusting a few things, just making sure that he's on top of those things. So much is made about the wide receiver position and the depth that you guys currently have. Um, everyone keeps asking, are you guys going to add a number two guy? My question is, do, does it say more that you haven't done that yet about DPJ and Anthony Schwartz and how you guys feel about those two young guys and their abilities to to fill that role for you? Yeah, there. I don't know what it says, uh, you know, like you mentioned, but uh, comfortable with those guys, comfortable with that room like we've mentioned before. we got 
a bunch of guys that can play different roles for us, have played good football for us, so I feel good about that room. Did you ever get nervous about Clowney being on the open market? Are we always confident you can end up here? No, well, I think with free agency and, and all these things, you stay in constant communication, and you really can't tell when it comes to the marketplace how things are going to go. So uh, I think Andrew and, and uh, JD's crew stayed in close contact uh, really throughout. Can you uh, explain a little bit about the basketball news out there and, you know, kind of what is the idea behind that and it's out there to watch Anthony Walker brick shot after shot after <laughs> shot. No, so that hoop, here's a, this is a true story. I bought that hoop at Dick's Sporting Goods in uh, Minnesota uh, maybe three or four years ago. So when we moved out here, I was living in these condos over here, so we got that hoop delivered to the condos. This is two years ago, uh, COVID times. So I, we brought the basket and had it here in the parking lot. So me and the kids would come over here and shoot while we were living over here. And then when we ended up moving, we left the basket here. So that's my hoop. So don't break it, AWOC. Uh, but having it out here, it's, it, it's amazing how much these guys love to shoot hoops. They just love it. And they don't care that it's on the grass. They don't care that the rim's bent and it's, you know, it's an old uh, basket. They just they love that. So part of what that is, Mary Kay, is number one, having fun. But number two, just competing. Uh, Deshaun and Jacoby played knockout yesterday. You know, So just to watch these guys compete, which is such a pillar of what we're trying to do here. Get you in a game Jacoby won. No, you can't. Even though you said everyone's rusty at this point, it did appear that Watson takes almost every snap, at least today. Is that to reacclimate him after your run? Well, I mean, he's our starter, Tony, so I think we have a, a rotation there. Uh, I didn't count the exact number of reps, but Jacoby get, got his fair share of reps, and, and uh, that's kind of how we operate. Kevin, with Jadavian, I know at the end of last season, he said he felt like he was going into the offseason ahead of the curve, that he felt the healthiest he's been in a while. Just like, how important is that for a guy like him who struggled with injuries throughout his career that he's coming into this season feeling pretty good in the last season? Yeah, I think it's, you know, all these guys battle injuries at certain points of the season. Sometimes uh, you're out a few games. Sometimes it's one game. Sometimes it's a quarter. Uh, but I think part of this game is, is working through those. Uh, obviously, Everybody feels healthy at this moment. We're not doing any contact out here, so we're trying to be smart about everything we do. But uh, unfortunately, injuries are a part of this game, so we try to make sure that we're smart about the work we do and then understand when you do get uh, injured in varying degrees of severity, uh, you got to work back to the field. With that, virtually, I'm going to ask you about Kareem Hunt. He missed nine games with injuries last year. How, how much did that curtail what you could uh, do? Well, Kareem's a good football player so yeah we we missed him we don't ever want to you know go uh, a stretch without Kareem uh, he, he's been a very very productive player for us in the run in the pass game uh, so excited for him to be healthy getting some awesome work in right now virtually everyone here um, and, you know, we all know about the Sean situation but it, it, it was taken to the national stage yes last night in a way it hasn't been did he address the team at all this week about any of it yeah the air with what, what's out there on HBO. Yeah, respectfully, I'm not going to get into really anything that we talk about inside. Uh, I'd kind of leave that to uh, the team. With your goalposts in repair or painting, is the kicker kicking at the stadium? He kicked yesterday at the stadium. Yeah. So, and that's we're going to get down there quite a bit, Tony, with our battery, with our holders, and, and our long snapper and Cade. Uh, he'll get some opportunities to work out here. So, uh, just the normal course of getting comfortable. Uh, in our stadium and, and got to get comfortable out here. We'll have plenty of opportunities to kick out here as well. What do you like about Greg Newsom in the slot? 
smart player, uh, played in there a, a good bit for us last season. you got to be able – intelligence is a premium when you're in there because uh, you have to be able to fit the runs. you got to be able to pressure, play man, play zone. So uh, he's a smart player. Uh, I think he's physically uh, built to play inside or outside. So uh, he's somebody that will continue to work in there and, and really among a bunch of different guys that will work in there. All right, we will get into uh, some of the comments Coach made there in terms of uh, these day two of OTAs with the first media availability to be able to see all of this. We'll get into that coming up next. Greg Newsom at the top of the hour. Before we get to all of that, though, if a car, truck, or motorcycle accident causes you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If I were to tell you in a day you could have the bathroom in your dreams, you'd probably say, yeah, I would. You could take that current bathroom, transform it, into a spa-like experience with my friends at the Bath Authority, and they can do it for you in about a day at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They have experts that are factory trained to install all of their stuff, and they're the best at it. The largest selection of bath projects, they're all made in the United States of America. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. If you want to do a tub-to-shower conversion, they can do that for you. Absolutely, they can. Uh, and if you give them a call right now at 216-220-8399, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Go to thebathauthority.com. And again, 500 bucks off right now at 216-220-8399. Tell them both sent you. They will take care of you. I assure you of that. As we look back on two days of OTAs, you gave a little hint for the people there of some people who have caught your eye. So let's start on the offensive side. Uh, we heard from Coach Stefanski there. You heard from Greg Newsom in about 20 minutes. Offensively, as we kind of go through it, who are some names to, to maybe keep an eye on? Very early, clearly. Yeah. But just uh, maybe a little more there than we thought. And just a little tidbit on, 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 you know, in the quarterback room, obviously, Deshaun Watson. And the word that I go back to is easy. Everything looks easy. The ball is incredibly accurate. It comes out of his hands easy. His movement skills are very apparent. He is light on his feet, on these bootlegs, on some of the RPOs that they're doing, uh, and his ability to really throw to every blade of grass, all levels of the field from multiple platforms, that really stands out. Jacoby Brissett comes in as a backup, and it's something that we've been spoiled with since Case Keenan was here. A backup who has started, who has won in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, he's big. He's much bigger than I really realized, and he's big on the field. He had a great play today where he rolled out to the right uh, at the end of the first seven-on-seven seven period uh, and hit a, threw a dime to Mike Harley Jr., who was the all-time leading receiver at the U, down the right sideline for a big touchdown that got the offense hooting and hollering and so he, he looks good, and obviously we are very lucky to have a backup like that once again behind Deshaun Watson. But Watson, the word, just easy uh, there. Going to the running back room. I saw more Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the field today for day two of the OTAs than I remember seeing certainly at this stage a yeah, year ago. That was an attention getter. Um, Kareem looks great. His route, he had a, an angle route that he had a huge play in the seven-on-seven seven out of. Uh, in that particular formation, Chubb was in shotgun to the right of 
Deshaun Watson, and then Kareem was out in a bunch to the left, ran a choice route out of that, uh, and had a big catch and run after it. So he looks good. Um, Chubb looks just to be in incredible condition, as he always does. Uh, and then the guy who who's kind of popping a little bit is Jerome Ford. Just from his burst and his straight-line speed, yeah. he moves at a different speed, and, and it's I think it's readily apparent. I was just going to say, because it's interesting, I don't know that there's anything that our fan base wants more than Chubb and Hunt together. Like, we get asked that all the time. Yes. Um, and obviously, when you do that, you are taking a receiver out of the out of the play. Sure. The one thing that I think probably prohibited it from happening more, because when you have them both in there, what you want is you want the defense to worry about them both running, catching it. But you also want to – you also, for it really to work, you need the defense to be worried about the quarterback running. That's yes. the way that it truly is the threat that, that, that stresses every, every inch of the defense. We have that now with Deshaun. Now you have an ability to run read option to either side the RPO game with either one of them going either way from in a defensive perspective. If I'm sitting there in the linebacker, I'm at safety, and I'm watching my keys, I'm watching my quarterback, and all of a sudden Deshaun can go left or right, and the guy flanking him is Chubb or Hunt either way, good luck. You want to talk about misdirection, hard to do better than that. Yeah, and we had uh, – there was one play earlier where we did a, a fake inside handoff, then a bubble to the other running back yeah. who was on the other side and then came back to Amari Cooper in kind of like a re an RPO type of a situation. Uh, there was another RPO where they ended up hitting Jakeem Grant down the field as well. So you're right. There is so much versatility and flexibility in what you're going to do. Now, I will tell you that 13 personnel, still a part of what the Browns are going to do. 12 personnel, I feel like you're going to see more 12 than 13 uh, last year with the three tight ends. I don't think you'll see as much of that, but we still saw some of it. Uh, and then you're going to see a lot of three receivers, obviously, taking advantage of Deshaun Watson. I think one of the things that, you know, when talking to, to Coach Stefanski about Deshaun, and I don't believe it was brought up in that press conference, but something that I asked him was, you know, this was a guy who in, in uh, Houston was primarily in the shotgun, but mm -hmm. actually really likes being under center. And so we're not going to lose you know, a lot of our under center game that has been a staple of what we do. And I think that's a, that's a great thing that he has comfort in it and that he likes to still be under center. So that's another kind of a wrinkle there, but from the running backs, look, we know who, who Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson are. And we're very happy about that. Jerome Ford looks really, really good to me. Mm -hmm. Demetric Felton, I think is in a bit of a fight because he's working exclusively as a running back. So he was not playing any receiver. He worked exclusively as a running back. And we've heard that, that was going to be the case. There's no way that more than four running backs make this roster. Zero. No. Uh -uh. And you'd think three in a practice squad probably makes the most sense, but you might end up having to keep four. Yeah. So there, there's a battle there that's a brewing. There's no doubt. Battle brewing at the running back position. Yeah, certainly. As, as you shifted to the receiver, this is the position that I think most Browns fans are wondering if more is coming. And you've been pretty adamant, and our coaches have been adamant, that they're very comfortable with where we are. Um, Andrew Barry had said that they really wanted this full team in order by minicamp, so obviously we're getting closer to that. Um, what did you see from the young receivers? Obviously, Amari's Amari. Tremendous route runner, and we've heard that. One of the yep. best in the league, but when you get to go out there and watch him run these routes, watch his ability to find space and then catch the football, that stands out. Donovan Peoples-Jones has already, as he was in here with us yesterday, developed a nice rapport with Deshaun Watson, and they continue to make plays together. Um, uh, and then some guys that stood out, Mike Carley Jr., that was a big-time catch from Jacoby Brissett down the sideline. He's a guy that Chad O'Shea likes. He's a guy that Chad O'Shea, you know, all-time leading receiver at the U. We know we had the benefit of an extra season to do that, but that's not an accident, and, and, and he looks – 
like a guy who, who knows how to get open and catch the football uh, and reminds Chad O'Shea, think of what Jamarcus Bradley brought to this football team a couple of years ago as, as a guy who was a developmental player but understands the offense, understands what he needs to do uh, and, and has an opportunity, I think, to compete for you know the practice squad here and then hopefully someday earn his way up to the roster. David Bell plays a lot faster than his time speed. When you I watch told him you. out there, there's <laughs> yeah, he definitely would. does. He had a great catch on obviously on air on a bomb from Watson. Um, but he knows how to get open and he catches he catches the football very effectively. He had one that you wanted to see him catch today that he wasn't able to come up with for the most part, very much as advertised, but plays a lot faster. And you can see he has an extra gear when the ball's in the air. And, and that's why I think that, you know, when you, you did the Anquan Bolden, I think, you know, you, you've seen the Jarvis replacement talk. Both of those guys, both Anquan and Jarvis, fell in the draft because of how uh, they're, they're, they were timed in the 40. But the funny thing about watching Anquan at Florida State or watching Jarvis at LSU is that you don't remember that ever being a problem with them getting open. And the reality is that when both got to the league, it wasn't a problem there either. So I don't think it'll be a problem for David Bell. I don't think it will be either. And, you know, one of the funny, interesting things about it, I was kind of looking up, and he's a guy that the Browns have pegged to play inside, is that his numbers from the combine are really not that dissimilar from Cooper Cup or Hunter Renfro, who are two guys that were drafted in about the same spot, right, third round, who have gone on to be incredibly productive receivers in the National Football League. And Cooper Cup just won the Triple Crown. I'm not suggesting David Bell's going to be Cooper Cup. That would be, you know, really lofty expectations for him but Cooper Cup was a guy that was able to come in and make an immediate impact because of his ability to get open and he's not the fastest guy in the world but Cooper Cup typically is able to run away from people and so we'll see how that happens and I remind you that David Bell averaged over 20 yards a catch against some of the best defenses in the Big Ten just one year ago so I think that he looks as you want to see now you mentioned the wide receivers and you mentioned that they like what they have and it is true Will they still be pleased with what they have come the middle of training camp? That's the question. And that hinges upon Anthony Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz made a nice catch today uh, on an inward-breaking route, like a dig. Uh, so you want to see that. We know that he's got the vertical speed. They had, you know, in one of the walkthroughs, they had a reverse in there for him today. So they, they know they want to try to get him the ball in space and take advantage of his speed. But I think that's, that's the one. If Anthony Schwartz can progress between now, as they expect him to, between now and the middle of training camp, I don't think we'll see an addition to the receiver room. If Anthony Schwartz is not on that trajectory, that's when I think the Deshaun Jackson, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hiltons of the world, who veteran speed guys, that's when I think maybe they come into the mix a little bit. He will be given every opportunity to do that. Every opportunity. And I, I do think it's, it, is, it is fair for him to be given that opportunity. It is also fair for those of us uh, to question if he's able because we didn't see, I didn't see a lot last year to lead me to believe he's got a long way to go to yes. be that based on what we saw last year uh, from him. But a lot of times guys make a huge leap between year one and year two. So if it's in there and they know the speed's there, and now's the, other, the time for it to come. The to other fruition. guy I'll mention in the in the context of the wide receiver room, and, and he has had he's had one nice catch out there, but he just moves at a different speed than everybody else. Is Jakeem Grant? Maybe because he's small, but in some of the special teams kick drills, his jukes he can leave people just like in the dust, and then he is gone. He is a special athlete in his ability to change direction and to just move at a rate of speed. It feels like you're listening to a podcast on one and a half speed. Yeah. Like that's how he looks, appears to move at all times. So he, uh, he's definitely stood up, but obviously much more in the return game than as a wide receiver at this point. And so we get to the offensive line 
And we, we, you know, you Jack obviously not involved here. No right. more J.C. Treader. Uh, so you're seeing some new faces there. What Anything jump out to you up front? Well, just kind of the way that they're going about it. So without, without Jack, Chris Hubbard, and I got a chance to talk to him and said it was great to see him back out there, and he's thrilled to be out there. Uh, Chris Hubbard is your starting right tackle right now. James Hudson's your second team right tackle uh, behind him with, with Alex Taylor being your second team left tackle. I think Jed Wills looks to be in excellent condition. And this is the time of year where you hear, oh, the best shape of life. Okay, let, we want to see you play. But Jed's battled injury last year. Yeah. You hope that he's healthy. Uh, but he looked really, really good to me. Wyatt is in incredible shape. And is, I was watching them do this drill where they're on their knees and they push the sled, two of them at once. And Teller and uh, Teller was moving at like four yards. <laughs> and you're just like, what is the, what is the Road deal? Road grader, just, man. Uh, absolute beast. So from the line standpoint, you know, it's tough in these situations. Yeah. They're mostly doing drills. In the team drills, everything was – very much kind of a jog speed. It was not an actual team drill. Uh, there are no pads on. There are no. There's nothing on. So you can't really block. Yeah. So it's hard to see. But what I, I'm more just positionally, it's nice to see Chris Hubbard back, a guy who's mm -hmm. played some very good football for the Browns over the years. And I just think Jed looks great. We know Nick Harris, the work he's put in, why it looks good. Uh, we haven't seen Joel, but it also is also nice to know that yeah, don't have Joel Batoni. Oh, Blake Hans can go in there. Michael Dunn can go in there. Guys that we've seen play for this football team and play at high levels as well. So the depth is there. Ethan Posick at center. You just feel pretty good about the depth that you have overall for this team, especially once Conklin gets back and gets healthy. You know, the thing that – I mean, we're so far out. It's hard to make too much of this. But the, the one thing that I, that I think most Browns fans that you can uh, account on by the time we get into the season is that – it felt like at times we had to manufacture looks the last couple yes. of years. Easy. You won't no. have to do that anymore. I, no. I think that what you will get is the full range of what Stefanski's offense can provide. And if, if you're curious what that looks like when done at the highest level, the reality is it hasn't happened that, mer that often where an elite talent played in this type of system. Oftentimes you're trying to lift up right is typically what happens just out of happenstance i don't know why it is that Matt way Ryan's probably the that's best. where i was going is that's the best example of a big time player in this system and he won the mvp and he won the mvp and they were up 28-3 in the super bowl elway early in his career but that was sure. towards, i mean sorry the end of his career and, yeah. with with terrell Dav uh, terrell davis but there wasn't a whole lot of there haven't been a whole lot of instances where elite talent at that position in this type of offense it, and that should be pretty scary. Yeah, and I would say even last year, because McVay runs very much a version of this. Yeah. It's all in the same family. It's Matt Stafford going there, and that was the difference that took yes. them to winning a Super Bowl, was yeah. getting that kind of a quarterback in that system. And, That's and a yet, really good one, because they could do things they couldn't previously do. Absolutely not. And yet, neither Stafford nor Matt Ryan have the mobility skills and drive no. extending play extending skills that Deshaun Watson does. And Deshaun Watson, while he doesn't have the arm per se that Matt Stafford does, can't attack the field at every level. The other thing that neither of those teams had is they did not have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they did not have this offensive line. And they didn't. So, no. <laughs> like, no. I don't, I guess that's why when you think about what this could be, yeah. understand that typically this offense lifts up yep. where talent, where there is a talent, where the talent is not maybe what it needs to be or at the top of the league. Now, You've Top of the league talent. talent running this offense is pretty scary. Yeah, and real quick, I want to go to the tight ends because David Njoku not here while he's working yeah. for to get his new deal done on the franchise tag. I want him to be here badly, and I understand why he is not. I, I think that the more reps he can get in, the better, and he was down in the Bahamas, which was great to see. Um, but 
I think, you know, this offense, you look at the last year Sean Watson played in, on a team that had Will Fuller and, and, and DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks and all those guys. He get you know, 800 yards out of the tight ends, which were Fells, who used to be here, yeah. and another guy who is not really a productive tight end. I think he has a real opportunity to become a star in this offense. Now, while he is not here, what does that mean? Everybody bumps up one, right? So your number one tight end has been Harrison Bryant. And Harrison, we know what a productive receiver he was in college, and we know that you know in his two years in the league, three touchdowns a season, runs routes very naturally. He seems to already have a connection with, with Deshaun. The guy that has stood out to me personally, two people in tight end room, number one for the productivity, Miller Forstall is making plays every single day. And I think that the Browns feel very good about him, actually, as their number three tight end. And they've been very pleased with the progress that he has made from last season to this season uh, as a first-year player out of Alabama. And so I think Miller Forrestall, if you said over the top first two days of the OTAs, which guy has caught your eye the most on offense in terms of somebody that you are not going to watch? Yeah. Like that I wasn't expecting to say, oh, it's been Miller Forrestall. I think he's had an excellent couple of days. He's been great in the red zone. A couple of the passes that are going around on social media in the back of the end zone, like a perfect dime from Deshaun Watson. It's to Miller Forrestall. And so he's made some plays. And then the other guy that I'm intrigued by is Marco Santo, Marcus Santo Silva, who was the basketball player at Texas mm-hmm. Tech. He catches the ball very naturally. And he moves very well. And so watching him, I could see today in a couple of the drills they were doing, saying, okay, this is a guy that with some seasoning, like there might be something here in this ball of clay. Because some guys you see who maybe aren't as familiar with playing football, yeah. they kind of fight the ball to catch it. He catches it very, very easily, very naturally. And so that, that kind of jumped out to me about him. Now, he's not out there making plays in the team drills in the seven-on-sevens every single play. Like, Forrestal's been making a ton, uh, which goes back to why I think the middle of the field is back for the Cleveland Browns. But he, um, he stands out just as an athlete and just by how natural, honestly, he looks catching the football. Well said, sir. Tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games are on sale now. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. We'll check out the defensive side, guys who have caught Z's attention here in the first couple of days coming up in the second hour. You'll also hear Greg Newsom at the podium. In fact, that's coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. These myths can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. And now here's quarterback Greg Newsom in his post-practice meeting with the media. Greg, what's it been like to have the, the full offseason? Greg Newsom. Rookie last year, got a draft right to here. So what's that like to have your first NFL offseason? It was great. Um, I was able to travel a little bit, um, take a little breather. Obviously going in as a rookie. You're doing, you know, just finished the bowl game, then you got to go train, then you got the combine, then you got to come up. So I was able to skip all that and just focus on some of the things that, uh, you know, I needed to focus on. But I was able to most definitely be able to be with my family a little bit more um, and just chill a little bit before, you know, I ramp it back up. When you look back on last year, were you tired after all that, uh, what you just described, the season, the bowl game? Training, the, the uh, combine, all that. Were you kind of tired when you got here? Uh, no, nah, not really. I kind of trained myself like that um, to, to be able to endure anything. 
So, I mean, like, obviously, yeah, I was a little exhausted, but it was nothing that I couldn't handle. Um, and I think Northwestern prepared me for that. I mean, our practices were hard all the time, so um, I think they helped me uh, prepare for this moment. Greg, I know you played outside and inside last year. How do you feel about that? I'm comfortable with it. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's a benefit towards me. I'll, I'll be a be able to be around the ball a lot a lot more so um, I'm definitely liking the inside it's going to be fun um, I think I will be able to make some more plays get some sacks and things like that so um, I'm definitely embracing that new role what do you think about yeah um, I just think like like coming into the draft like I said I think I can fit to any scheme I think I'm a very smart player so nickel's one of the hardest positions in football um, and you have to be intelligent and able to, in order to, you know, play that position. So I just think um, with my body type a, a little bit bigger, um, I'm agile, I can move, um, fly can guard those smaller receivers. So I think I'll definitely um, be fine in the nickel. So we talked to you about Sean a couple months ago. Now you've been around him a little bit more. What are your impressions of him as a team Yeah, great leader. Um, obviously, I haven't been able to have too many conversations with him, but you know, I could just tell, like, it's a different aura about him. And just, like, he's just, you could tell he's a, he's a great leader. Um, comes in the building, works every single day. I mean, you could tell by this offense. Uh, I think they're looking great right now. Um, but, you know, the, that's the first thing I can say. He's a great leader, a great person. I'll take it back where you think. Put the first pick, took a corner. Oh, yeah. added to your life. I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Just, you know, what was your reaction to that? What type of uh, I mean, you can never have enough great corners. Um, obviously, they've seen him, and you know how he's been working out here. He's been doing great. So um, I wasn't taken back by at it like at all. You know, you gotta if you're not trying to get better every year, then you're not trying to win. So they're just trying to add some more talent to the secondary, and I think um, it'll definitely be good because you you don't know what could ever happen with corners. As you've seen, we had games where me and Ward both didn't play, and guys had to step in. So you can never have a room. Um, a corner room with enough talent. So he's been doing great, though. Greg, I saw uh, Jadavion Clowney was over there kind of holding court with you guys a little bit every last uh, So how happy are you to have J.D. back? And what's it like to have him? I mean, I'm super excited. It makes my job easier. Um, so I definitely, um, I'm super excited that he's back. He's like a, he's he has an aura about him, too. Like, he's a big, energetic guy. Like, I would say he's like kind of like the big brother, but but you, you're able to, you know, relate to him as well. He relates to as well. So um, we're definitely excited to have him back. And, you know, he was definitely great for us last year, and he's looking to do even better things this season. Did you always think he was coming back, or was he making him sweat a little bit with his weight? No, nah, I thought he was coming back. Especially, especially when we got Deshaun, obviously, he put the pieces together and things like that. And just how successful he played last season, playing alongside Miles Garrett. So, I mean, and he sees what we're trying to build here. And I think everyone sees it, and, and that kind of shows you that he, he knows that we have something special on this team, so uh, he wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, Greg, you also told us a couple months ago that you were comfortable with Deshaun as a person, and now the ball gotten more information, HBO has recorded and such last night. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't seen I know a lot of people said it was a video or something. I haven't seen it, but, you know, from, from the locker room, he comes in here, he blocks out all the outside noise, and, you know, my relationship with him right now is fine. Um, he's been great, like I said, a great leader. He's going to help this team win. And, um, yeah, I can't really comment on the video last night because I wasn't able to watch it or anything like that. But, 
yeah, he's been great so far. Has he ever addressed any of the legal situation and everything that's going on at that standpoint, either you individually or the team? No, nah, and I don't think that's, you know, any of our business. Um, his job in here is to play football, and, you know, when he comes in this building, his job is football, not to tell us about his personal matters. He leaves those outside, and he handles those with his family. Um, and when he comes in this building, we're, we're all about to work. I think it's the same thing, and obviously now I'm going to be inside a little bit more. So it's just to pick up, you know, some things inside. As I said, it's a very challenging position. So um, just to get more comfortable playing inside and just same thing, just taking the ball away. Um, I wasn't able to take any of them away last season, so that's definitely still going to be my main priority. Greg, talking about inside, is there anybody you can lean on or anybody you plan on, like, reaching out to just getting the nuances of playing more slot than, than outside? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm still going to be talking to Troy Hill. Um, I still talk to him all the time. And even though, you know, their defense is different, he can still give me some pointers. So uh, that's definitely somebody I'll still be um, talking to, for sure. Uh, Every year is a new year. How do you kind of carry that momentum yeah, I think it's, I think that's easy, you know, when you have a second year with another group and pretty much I feel like we're the same, I think we're returning pretty much the same people besides Troy. Um, that chemistry just, just sticks. Like when you bond with people, when you spend a lot of time with people every single day, um, now for the second year I think that's, that's the easy part. It's just putting it all together and, and focusing on some of those areas that we weren't so great at. Um, we did some great things last season, but we had some, some negative things in our game, too, so we're, we're definitely trying to focus on those and trying to get those better. Oh, no, I didn't try to parlay it. I mean, obviously, I make some jokes, like, you owe me a car or something, but it's, it's obviously not going to do that. But, no, I was super excited for him. I mean, as soon as I seen it, uh, I called him right away. He didn't answer right away. He called me back five seconds later. Just a big smile on his face. Um, but, you know, that's my brother. I'm super excited for him. Um, and, you know, now we'll be together long term, hopefully. Uh, so that's very exciting. Um, he's a great player. I think he's the best in the league right now. So being able to play alongside him and just learning from him for the next four or five years, hopefully the next 10 years, 12 years, um, will be amazing. Great. This is a not too serious question, um, but... Kevin Stefanski put a basketball hoop out there for you guys. It looks like you're having a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what can that do in, just in terms of kind of lightening the mood and maybe you guys having a little fun with something like that? Yeah, I think that just shows you his um, his approach to this team. He wants it to be a player-led team. So being able to have the players come together, play a little knockout, just have fun with each other. Obviously, when we're on the field, it's all serious. But, you know, you got to kick back sometimes, just have fun and just – enjoy the life like there's not too many people that can say they're an NFL player so you know you have to enjoy that every single day and I think having a basketball you know hoop outside is just showing you know that we need to lighten up a little bit after practice. Who have you beaten so far? I ain't played nobody but I mean I'll probably beat every like I'm probably the best basketball player on the team. So. You were probably asked this but life inside in the slot what's it been like and what are you looking for? Fun. Um, the slot is fun. 
uh, you know, you got help. I feel like you got a lot more help outside. You know, there's some games where they put everybody on that side and it's just me and him. So, I mean, playing in the slot, uh, you know, you got more help and you're around the ball more. So I think my production and, you know, I'll be able to make a lot more plays in the slot. I'll get a few blitzes. So, I mean, there's some things that I'm definitely looking forward to. Playing. Oh, yeah. You, t you said the traffic? Yeah. I mean, there's some obviously big guys in there. Um, you know, I ain't really too worried about that. I got my guys up front to handle the run. Obviously, I'm in some of that stuff, but, you know, I'm not really too worried about that. I got guys, you know, that's there for me, too, so I'm not really too worried about that. Yeah, I mean, you just got to first just think, what is our goal as a team? Um, and that's to, you know, win a Super Bowl. So, obviously, there, there are things that get monotonous, and, you know, you have to go through those things. But I feel like at DB, everything's monotonous. Like, you have to go backpedal. You have to break. You have to catch the ball. Like, those are things that's, that you have to do. So, um, if you kind of have that approach and just attack every day and realize what the end goal is, then, you know, we'll be fine. Um, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I feel like those Super Bowl teams, they take this serious. So we have to be one of those teams to take this serious. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to be a little bigger just playing inside. I want to have a, a little more armor. So I am going to play a little, probably play like 194 and 95 pounds. I like, like three. Played like 192 last season. Guy's a stud, man. Going to be a big one in year two for him. You can feel it. I love Greg Newsom. Yep. And I think Greg Newsom is going to become, by the end of this year, a household name around the National Football League. That's how good I think Greg Newsom is and how good I think he is going to be this season. He is he going inside with Denzel Greedy outside MJ Emerson, you know, as well working outside AJ Green. He has an opportunity, as you said, to play kind of like that star position, mm -hmm. you know, and be the guy in this defense that makes a lot of plays. And I think he has a real opportunity this year to take a monster leap. Not that he needs to because he was that good last year. This from uh, Mike McCarthy covers sports and media. Did it for USA Today for a long time and uh, just had this interesting tweet. Now, you tell me what is interesting to you because I tend to deal to agree with uh, sports TV ratings on this one. McCarthy tweets out, the NFL continues to separate itself as the most popular and powerful property in entertainment. For the first time, Sunday Night Football on NBC more than doubled the TV viewership of Hollywood's top scripted TV show, Kevin Costner's Yellowstone. Is it more remarkable to you that the NFL doubled up a script, Hollywood's number one scripted TV show or the fact that Hollywood's number one scripted TV show is on Paramount Network because that's a, to me is the more substantial definitely the second that's the crazy latter. yeah in an era when it still matters to be on network that the most watched is on a channel that up until that show was on it I don't know if people knew I mean, it existed it. yeah no that's pretty remarkable. The number one thing out of Hollywood is on Paramount Network is that show Yellowstone. It is stunning. The NFL's no. domination, not stunning at no. all. That, that we could see coming. Uh, speaking of things we could see coming, I believe we had this on uh, Lamar Jackson over in Baltimore. We'll get to that around the league coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I do, and it's my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team is going to build and install your system. They act as your ongoing tech support as well. You're hiring a continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage is not tied to any single brand or hardware or software. Getting a truly customized purpose-built solution along with a partner that answers only to you and EOX Vantage does not outsource. All the operational expertise, proprietary solutions, and tech support come from one unified partner. And you can see how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. We have been hinting at this for a while with Baltimore. Sometimes I feel like we're the only ones talking about it. I agree. We start talking about it at the Combine. It just didn't feel right. It no. just didn't feel right. And now we get these comments from John Harbaugh today where he says that he's going to leave it up to Deshaun Watson to address with the – I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson to address with the media um, why he's not at OTAs. That doesn't seem great. Doesn't seem great at all. I mean, it could have easily just said, hey, this is a voluntary thing, and Lamar is committed to being our quarterback, and we're all good with that. But the fact that they don't have a deal done, the fact that everybody's saying, oh, we're going to get it on Lamar's time, and, and wide receivers don't want to play there. And Hollywood Brown and Lamar were very good friends there. Very good friends. Doesn't want to play there. If they wanted to make a commitment to him, and I think they're in a tough spot because he is an incredible quarterback. He is an incredible weapon. Two years removed from being the MVP of the league. I think that's it, right? Isn't it just two years ago that he yeah. was the MVP of the league? Um, or maybe three. It was within the last three years he was the MVP of the league. It was it was two years ago, wasn't it? The COVID year runs together. For I me. think Simpl- the year, that the year you know, before COVID. Yes. So in 19. So three, years, three ago. years ago. Now three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Year before COVID. Yeah. But. In this NFL and in this conference with these teams, does his skill set match up with what you need to do to make the the full run through the playoffs? And I think that's a question they're asking themselves. He's got to be on some level unhappy with the way things are going down there. And, And the reality is you do not have receivers who want to play football there. And it is a league in which you must compete throwing the ball. You can draft first-round receivers every year all you want, yeah. but if they want to leave before they're even done on their rookie deal, Hollywood Brown's coming off a year where he just had career highs and catches and yards, and he's like, get me out of here. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And handled it very – didn't make it public, anything like that, and obviously was accommodated, and they got a good deal back, I thought, from the Arizona Cardinals. But this is a situation that has not felt right to us since we were at the Combine. And yeah. you kind of heard the way people were talking about it. None of, nothing about it made a lot of sense. And, and it doesn't feel like it's headed to a great resolution. Now, it may be. They may say, you know what? We're rolling with you. Here's the offer. He says, great. I'm in. But just every narrative about it coming out of that building feels odd to me. I agree. I agree. And today it would be one more step in that direction. Yeah, I think it's really complicated because what he's worth to them versus what the the market is for franchise quarterbacks are two very very different things and how do you he's such a different person to evaluate the, his his worth right because yeah. because of everything you laid out so it's it's really tricky for them and he's immensely popular and immensely accomplished so it's it's a tricky spot they're in and it's a tricky spot he's in because he wants to maximize his value 
right now, he might want to go the Cousins route, prove it on a franchise tag the next couple of years, and then maximize again. Maybe that's in play. I, I, I don't know. But it's, it, it is weird. It's all odd to me. Yes, yes. Feels like he wants a long-term deal with the guaranteed money similar to what Deshaun got, and they feel unwilling to do that, and so here's where you are. But it ain't great. No, and I do think that line from Harbaugh, and maybe it was innocuous, mm. but it doesn't feel innocuous doesn't because the me. innocuous out is this is a voluntary thing, and mm-hmm. we know Lamar's you know working to get better for the season, and he'll be here when when it's mandatory. We can't not. You'll have to ask Lamar, which indicates to me some dissatisfaction from the coach that he is not there. Yeah, agree. This is interesting from Kyle Shanahan on Jimmy Garoppolo. Nothing has changed since that surgery. This is the part that's interesting. I expect him at some some point most likely to be traded, but who knows? That's not a guarantee. It's been exactly on hold when that happened. When he's healthy, we'll see what happens. Um, I kind of was getting used to the idea of maybe Jimmy Garoppolo playing this year in San Francisco. Um, but this doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like he's moved on. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way either. Um I think Jimmy got pissed at the way that at the kind of the end of the season he was talked about, despite Mm -hmm. what he did playing through the injuries he played through, leading them to the NFC Championship. And and by the way, making some big plays that got them there down the stretch of games. And he's just going to be, you know, he knew the writing was on the wall. Obviously, when you give up three ones to go get Trey Lance, like that's that's indicative of that he's going to be your guy. And I think the surgery, in some ways, having it when he did was kind of his way of sticking it right back to them. Yeah. And it does feel like there's some beef there on both sides now where there probably wasn't any. And really, frankly, there shouldn't be. In the last two full seasons, the guy played quarterback for that franchise. They went to the Super Bowl and should have won it, frankly. They did not and went to the NFC Championship game. The year that he got hurt, Yeah, they were not good. Not good. No. The crazy thing is, is it, and it's similar to the thing with Baker, where – you try to find a landing spot, and the only ones I could think of, I was thinking about this this morning, what would make sense, the only place I could come up with was Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta. Those are the only three places. You, you start going around the AFC, it's just not. It's either young quarterbacks who are most recently drafted or franchise guys already in place when you think about well, NFC. And from an AFC standpoint, from an NFC standpoint, I'm sorry, I could only come up with those three that would seem to be of some interest, and some of them drafted quarterbacks. I don't think Atlanta's in play. They've got Mariota, and they drafted Desmond Ritter, and they're not going to be good. No, it feels like they're trying to get C.J. Stroud. Or New whatever. Orleans is given – aren't they giving like $14 million to Jameis? But it's it's just a one, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I mean – they're not – I think they're in a position to stay flexible. Like, I wouldn't be – they would be – like, if you put Garoppolo on that team, they get a lot of weapons. That could be pretty dangerous in the NFC South. But I don't know what assets they have to give up to get him. I just don't see them making that move either. It just I don't either. It doesn't feel like something that they would do. And Jameis was, what, 5-2 and two as a starter last year? I mean, he played well for them. So I think that yeah. they're set. Carolina, yeah, makes sense. But Carolina now. They just drafted Matt Corral, got, didn't they? And traded up to draft Matt Corral in the third round. So it feels like they're out. Peter Schrager was saying today that they have. He said Carolina feels like the only spot for Baker Mayfield still. But they don't have any interest. Now, the team that absolutely has a need and that Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo especially would both be massive upgrades is Seattle. I don't see any way, shape, or form that the Niners are sending Jimmy Garoppolo to Seattle. And Seattle, as up until this point, has said that they have no interest in Baker Mayfield. 
So it it feels now like Garoppolo's best chance of playing might actually be in San Francisco. And Baker, I don't know as we sit here today if there is a starting job for a day one starting job for him. I, I think the only one that would be – you mentioned the two that would be most logical, which would be Carolina and Seattle. Those would be the only two. And uh, Carolina feels like they've addressed it in other ways. And Seattle – I mean, you can't convince me that they're good with Drew Locke and – uh, Geno Smith, unless it unless they are very very clearly trying to go one and sixteen, and draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce yes. Young, that seems and that's fine. I respect that. That's a plan at least. Yes, you know that makes some sense. Uh, this also from the NFL today. They're going to launch their own streaming service. This from Ben Fisher of uh, Sports Business Journal. The NFL is going to launch the streaming service. It'll be NFL Plus. It'll sell the service for roughly five bucks a month. Uh, Fisher, the service will provide access to live games on mobile phones and tablets only. So that's a significant thing right now. Not an ability to put it on your television. Not Sunday ticket, however. Fans will be limited to the games they otherwise could see on local TV. Previously, Yahoo and some mobile phone carriers made these games available for streaming purposes. Other content on NFL Plus could potentially include radio, podcasts, miscellaneous team-created content. So this would be a solution for people who have traditional cable because if you have for example i have youtube tv mm -hmm. i can already stream the games that i would be getting in my home on my phone or my tablet well and so i have i have traditional cable and i can do that too so then maybe so i have a spectrum app and i just do it that way um my hunch is this is laying the groundwork for a much bigger play down the road and sunday ticket will end up being an sunday app. being will be it'll end up being an app yeah you'll buy pay 200 bucks for NFL plus and you'll get the Sunday ticket or you'll yep. get the red zone yep. and it'll be exclusively to that. And that will be more of a monetary boost for the league. Uh, yep. Both of the, the two, I suppose, presumed starting quarterbacks in Pittsburgh have been interesting weeks this week. Mason Rudolph saying everything I want is still in front of me. I still have an opportunity to be a starter. I can't control what goes on in the second floor, but I've been told that and I'm excited to be, to do my best to compete to be the guy everyone gets motivation from different places i'd be lying if i said it didn't motivate that's going to motivate any competitor mitch trubisky said yesterday that uh the steelers did not make him aware that they were going to draft a quarterback um and that that was a surprise to him which was pretty wild to say what yeah it was a everybody knew they were everybody knew they were drafting a quarterback right yeah um and they draft so then they draft pickets so they have all three of these guys Seems like Pickett's the only one who knew all along what he was in for once he was drafted there. The other two believe, I guess, live in their own information silos. They, I don't know how I you mean, could avoid on, it. Mitch, dude, you were a backup who got a one-year, $2.5 million dollar deal a year ago. Right. How awkward is that quarterback room? Well, it's pretty it's awkward. Idiots. But, there are, I mean, it's a – I mean, I don't love any of them. No. <laughs> so Listen, they, I'm old enough to remember when, when we were wondering who was going to have to trade up into the top six to draft Malik Willis, who went in the, yeah. what, late third? Right. Well, everybody had him going to Pittsburgh. I mean, everybody had him going to Pittsburgh. That that seemed to make all the sense in the Can world. Can you pick and, it? Yeah. So that's where you stand over there. Um, Omar Khan, by the way, officially announced today as the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Think of that organization that has had so little change. Same quarterback, same GM, same coach, 20 years. Same coach, new quarterback, new GM this year. And a lot of talk that, that there could be – uh, another Rooney being groomed to take over as I, I want to say art. The second is 70. So there's talk that there could be, you know, some movement there. So yep. a big change and a lot of change over in Pittsburgh. Um, all right. Coming up next, AFC North projected starters from Greg mm -hmm. Rosenthal. We'll get to that. Plus D's thought G Z's thoughts on what he saw from the D today. What jumped out? You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on a 50 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Earlier in the show, we talked about some of the highlights that stood out offensively. There were plenty of highlights defensively as well. And, of course, Jadevian Clowney back and, and running around is pure joy. Uh, who else caught your mind? You want to start up front and then work our way to the back, my friend? Yeah, why don't we do that? And we'll start up front on this defensive line. And for now, the Browns today, obviously, Miles Garrett was not out there today. Uh, your defensive line, your first rotation had Clowney and Chase Winovich at the ends. It had Taven Bryan and Jordan Elliott in the middle. Your second team had Steven Weatherly and Alex Wright at the ends, Day and Togiai in the middle. And then when you get to third team, you got a little Perry on Winfrey action in the middle of this defense. And so this is a group that obviously having Miles there changes everything, right? Like that's what – that's he is, if not the best, he is certainly one of the top three defensive players in the NFL and one of the top two at the very lowest defensive ends in the league or edge rushers along with probably TJ Watt in our own conference, which why when we decided we're going to do the uh, AFC North team, like you already have your ends, mm-hmm. you're they're set. It's as easy as it gets. And your honorable mention is going to be pretty good there as well. So this is a, a defensive line. You feel good about Alex, Wright. Uh, I think, you know, gets to be brought along more slowly. I think Winovich people are going to love watching the way that he plays Again, it's hard in these situations to really assess the defensive line, right? Mm -hmm. They're jogging through the team portions. There's no real pass rush going on. The meat of the work that is being done is being done uh, amongst the back seven. So let's go to the linebackers. I think right now they are counting on a big season from Jacob Phillips or would like to see a healthy Jacob Phillips. God, I hope so. And it's every year. Just once. I mean... (laughs) So long, so when productive. When he played, it's whenever, just so... Whenever he gets on the field, he's been productive. Yeah. Now, to have a top three of Anthony Walker Jr., Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, Phillips, Taki, you know, would be your number four. They're, they like that. Wusukoromoa looks great. Mm-hmm. He flies all over the field. Phillips is flying. There's just a lot of length and speed on this defense, and especially in this linebacker room. A couple guys, I, I think Tody Fields... Looks noticeably bigger than he did a year ago. Remember, he came in as kind of a light linebacker around 220. He looks to have bulked up a little bit, still good movement skills. Uh, he's getting some work in there with the second team at that corner, at the linebacker position, I'm sorry. Uh, and so that's a guy that maybe you drafted last year that maybe takes a leap for you this year, and I think that's something that they would like to see. Willie Harvey. Now, you remember when we had John Johnson in here, he was talking about the best basketball players on the team, and yeah. he gave us a Willie Harvey. Well, on, on building the Browns, you got to see him take a, a, a little, a few shots. Sweet jumper. Sweet jumper. He looked great, and, and he's a guy that's been in our system. Again, looking to make this team as a special teams guy more than anything, right? But somebody that is, is worth keeping an eye on at this point. And then you have Silas with the great mullet who uh, – Coach Tarver, who we've talked about ad nauseum, absolutely loves ball. He likes us and thinks there's something there, that this guy could develop into something, practice squad, special teams, uh, and, and he's interested to see you know what can become of him. But Willie, by the way, could have got in the knockout game today and would have won with that jump shot based on what we saw today from the knockout game. Okay, Willie Harvey's jumper was solid. Rich LeCount, who we had also heard about from John Johnson. Right. In Wasn't he an All-State guy and he's good yeah. and you could just see he was talking trash as he was shooting and dropped one from like 30 which is <laughs> peak LeCount 
<laughs> yeah, both of those guys. Yeah, not the best knockout game we've ever seen out there today. I not the best. No, not the best. No, uh-uh. I think first shots from about the free throw line were about five for seventy. Okay, with the good Browns, not great Cavs. That's fine. They're here to be Cleveland Browns. So that's kind of the line. I think we could have hung. In a nutshell, I think right you here. and I could have hung in that game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. There's no doubt about that. As yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of your look at the linebackers for now. And then we get into the cornerback room, and, and this is it's clearly a strength of this football team right now. And and a guy that, you know, from talking to the coaches that they're actually excited about making a leap. We've talked already. Denzel and the big contract that he just received. Um, you talk about Greg Newsom. You talk about Greedy Williams, who, by the way, is not wearing a shoulder harness right now, seems to be moving very well, and is, I feel like, poised for a great season. MJ Emerson's length stands out immediately when you see him out there on the field. Uh, he, along with AJ Green, are six-two at the cornerback position. And then here's the guy that I want to talk about real quickly. Number twenty-nine, Herb Miller, was with the team a lot last year. Was okay. actually active for a few games. Was on the practice squad a lot. Traveled with us quite a bunch. Six-one, um, natural mover. When I was out there, they'd be like, "Who's twenty-nine? And he had a hoodie on, so you couldn't see the back of his. Uh, you couldn't see the back of his jersey to get the name. And it was Herb Miller, who is a guy that I think Jeff Howard is excited about. He thinks he has the ability to develop. So he stood out to me a little bit today. Um, didn't get to see much of, but Reggie Robinson, a third-year player, is somebody that we brought in. We waived because of a failed physical and then brought him right back a week later. Uh, and, and they think that he has some potential. He's got some good speed out there as well. So that's the guy you want to watch is, is Robinson, Motley, Miller. They're the ones competing, I think, for the final cornerback spot behind what is I think a pretty clear at this point a pretty clear top five yeah it's it's it sure is and it's um it's incredibly versatile I like the the anecdote you, you shared earlier about Denzel uh working on the inside yeah. a little bit I think that's noteworthy um I think what what you want out of this is and you're gonna get to the safeties in a second it's an epitome of of versatility is is you want an ability to make it confusing for quarterbacks by being able to change your look and have people all over the place and be able to con to confuse quarterbacks right before snap in terms of what you're doing and that's the way this defense was built it was built with that versatility at the forefront and that versatility is on display already so when the browns are in a two safety look your starting safeties are john johnson and grant delpit and grant looks very much like a veteran he is completely in command it appears of this defense and what he is doing and so that obviously is a good thing when you go to the dime in comes ronnie harrison who i know has gone through this was not the offseason ronnie harrison expected let's put it that way he is back with the Cleveland Browns, and I know that he knows he has an opportunity to make some plays here and to be a factor once again for this team. And I love that he's back. And then there's Rich LeCount, who we know has good instincts, still recovering, and he looks to be significantly healthier than the year before. Hearing a lot of praise from Jeff Howard today with a couple of his breaks on the balls and a couple of his instinctual reads that he made back there that he is able to play fast. So those are your top four safeties. Luther Kirk is also in the mix. Nate Meadows is also in the mix. But I think your top four safeties are, are pretty well defined with Johnson and Delpit, then Ronnie and LeCount, and then Ronnie coming in playing some of that dime when the opportunity presents itself. But the safeties look good. This is a pass defense that when you watch it, you say, there is a lot of speed out there. There is a lot of length out there in this back seven. And their ability to cover, I think, is going to separate this Browns defense from a lot of other teams. Yeah, it's um, it's something that is – 
the, the cool thing is, is if you think about how this defense came along, we've had several of the defensive players in here this offseason. John Johnson, most recently, we talked about, you know, when did it click? And a lot of people, that Bears game early was able to get at Justin Fields. But then as it went, this defense got better and better and better. And how many times last year you said, my God, we score 17 points. How many games do we win? Yes. You know, so the defense was more than doing its part in a modern day NFL, far more than. Uh, this defense is versatile. It is stingy. It's also playmaking. Uh, there's game wreckers on this defense who can take a pick and go the other way. Yes. Um, and so there, it's it's really as versatile and aggressive as it needs to be for this NFL. Yeah, and for the Zagur and Friends podcast, Clowney was saying that he <laughs> loved – it's been a while since he's been on a defense where the Can I be on that someday with you? Of course. Yeah, you're a great friend. Uh, How's next week, Sal? <laughs> you want in? Make your Just debut. give it to you. <laughs> you and I hop in. Yeah. Uh, and he said when you have a back end <laughs> like that as a pass rusher, it makes your job easier because you do have yeah. the opportunity for a quarterback to have to bat the ball for an extra second so that you can get around the edge and get a sack. So that back seven, the continuity there was something that was very appealing to him as well as coming obviously to play with Miles Garrett, to play in a traditional 4-3 defense for the first time in his career and enjoy the success that he's had. But he loves this back seven. And I think when you watch it, you come away with – and it's not often, Gibe, right? And, and for you as well, when we go to these camps that you're able to come away impressed with both sides of the ball, often it's like, oh, man, the defense kicked the offense's butt yeah. typically in these type of things. And then there'd be some days where the offense, you're like, oh, man, they lit them up. It was just both sides. You could see why you would be excited about both sides of the ball here in this offense. Give me a little on Martin Emerson, um, the Mississippi State kid, our, our highest-drafted player, wearing 23. 23. Did I see that right, right out there? Yeah, got a he's, little he's, Joe Hayden endorsement for he, wearing it. Nice. He uh, he strikes a pose. Big dude. Big guy. 6'2", natural, natural movement skills. He's, some of the techniques are a little bit different, and so you see Brandon Lynch off to the side working with him and – you know, it used to be it was Denzel and, and Greg that were over there last year, and now it's Denzel and Greg and Greedy and MJ Emerson getting kind of that extra technique work. But clearly a natural mover, knows how to get his hands on the football too. A lot was made about the only one interception in college, but plenty of PBUs, and he's already getting around the football. And so I think as he continues to learn this defense, continues to be able to play faster, he'll continue to stand out. But in terms of the ball of clay, they're very happy, and, and I think they're very happy with his early progress in this defense as well. It's interesting. It's and again, you talk about six two two ten or whatever. I right. think that's what you mentioned yep. there. Um, that that's pretty similar length, weight to Ronnie and Grant and John and yeah. all those guys have a similar build and a similar look to them. Even our linebackers, JOK, and and with the new number exchanges of people wearing numbers that aren't traditional, it's all about confusion, man. And JOK looks great, and and Phillips looks so long. He's he's so the one, long. man. He is the one, but he's got he's got to listen. His biggest, just, most important ability is availability. And so far, that has been the struggle for him in his early career. But you see the speed that the Browns can have on the field when they have on their back seven, whether they go nickel and, and you've got the three corners out there and then you've got JOK and Phillips running together along with John and, and Grant on the back end. Or when they went dime and Ronnie comes in with just JOK. And so you're saying to yourself, all right, we got three corners, three safeties and JOK. We almost can be, in, in essence, positionless and can cover the field with anybody yeah and that that's pretty exciting to see that speed and i know the defensive coaches are excited about that speed as well jacob's a guy who um who you just when he's there he just produces at such a high level and if you ask you want to the quick one of the quickest smiles you get in this building is ask somebody about jacob phillips yeah 
So it's just a matter of can he put it together and stay on the field, and if he does, um, this defense can be very, very, very real. What is the schedule from here like in terms of OTAZ? Do you know yeah. what's up your head in terms of where we're headed? Yeah, so you've got three this week, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three the week after that, or I'm um, for the final week. Yeah, you'll Monday, have four. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. And then you have after that the mandatory minicamp, which is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. June 16th to the 18th. And the media day for OTAs is always Wednesday. Okay. And in minicamp, is it every day? It's all three days. Yeah, it's every day in minicamp. All three days at minicamp. Uh-huh. So that we're going to have quite a bit of football here over yeah, the next Yeah, get some nice content month. here before we get into uh, and a short break, and then yeah. we're right back at it. Right and, back yeah. in the mix. Training camp at the end of July. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, I want to remind you that tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games are on sale right now. And for more information, you can visit clevelandbrowns.com to be able to get that. Still so much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. So there you have it. We get three more weeks of this, and then you got the the mini camp, and then and then we're good. Uh, so a lot of good work being done here. A lot yeah. of install. I think you're seeing the versatility um, being installed. Some of the stuff that's going around ought to get you excited if you're a Browns fan in terms of all the things that this offense can be, and quite frankly, what this defense could be. It absolutely should be exciting to Browns fans. And I think when you come out here, as I said, you'll see the ease with which the ball is thrown around this offense. You'll see the ease with which this offense is going to be able to move the football. And then you're going to see the speed, the length, the versatility that this defense brings. And you're saying, we should have an answer for everything in the modern NFL. Bottom line, that's what this team has been constructed to do. You know, offensively, the one piece that you're concerned about or that you're curious about is seeing can we develop that vertical threat? Can Anthony Schwartz become that guy for us in the year 2022? And if the answer to that is yes, then I think you are complete offensive. If the answer to that is no, then I think you're going to have to maybe do something to try to address that for the season. Defensively, you've got it all. Yeah. You've got it all. And now, could you use another pure nickel? Sure. Would Troy Hill still be great on this football team? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Troy Hill wanted to play, and, and frankly, that the Browns felt that they were better on defense with – Denzel Greedy and, and Greg Newsom in the slot and so they gave him an opportunity to play they picked up a pick for the future but you still would like to see somebody that feel you feel comfortable with you know in that role because what I'm curious about and, and we'll get there we're seeing Denzel work inside which means we're gonna have the opportunity I think to have when Grant Denzel and Greg are on the, or Greedy I'm sorry Denzel and Greg are on the field together you might not know who's going in the slot certain games perhaps Denzel follows somebody inside sure. and Greg goes outside where he's played so effectively so I like that versatility my question would be if something happened to Greg does that mean the next option for this team is that Denzel goes inside and now you have MJ and Greedy on the outside? And that's something that I think will take time to develop and understand, but we'll see what those plans are for the Browns as they as they go forward. Just building blocks being laid, guys. Yes. That's what's happening right now, but it's, uh, it's fun nevertheless. When you see those videos popping around, uh, you ought to be excited because the versatility of this team is real and it is substantial. Um, we are back tomorrow for more fun. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.